You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hi there, good morning, good afternoon to you, depending on when you're listening to this. I hope your day is going well so far. Actually, I'm intrigued to hear, let me know, when do you normally listen to your podcast? Is it first thing in the morning, uh, when perhaps you go for your morning walk, it uh, whilst you're driving, is it during your workout perhaps, is it whilst you're doing the dishes, perhaps you know, cleaning the house? When do you listen to your podcast? I'd love to hear, I'm intrigued. Uh, drop me a line on LinkedIn and let me know when you listen to these. Uh, if you uh, clearly you do because you're listening to this, but where where do you listen to them? I, I normally listen to podcasts in the car uh, when I'm driving or during my morning walk. First thing, I tend to go for a half an hour walk uh, along the seafront where we live, and I have some podcasts in with me. Unless, of course, my wife comes with me, in which case, um, yes, we have to. Uh, there's no podcast. We, we <laughs> I have to. We have to. Uh, we converse with each other instead. Um, but I do like my solitary walks when I can get uh, some good podcasts in. So anyway, let me know when you normally listen to them. So the subject of today's episode is around uh, the one big mistake that people make when presenting their price. What is that one big mistake? Well, that one big mistake is sending out a proposal by email or by post if you're still using snail mail. It's a huge mistake. Why? Because when you send out a proposal by email without having that conversation with your prospect live in person, either in a meeting or via a Zoom call, then two things happen. One, you lose control of that process. Okay, complete control. You lose control of that process. And two, you have no idea of the prospect's reaction to the price when they get it. So today's episode, we're going to talk about why we must always have the pricing conversation in person. What are the benefits of doing so and what happens when we don't? So firstly, let me um, let me talk about what happens when we don't. Because when we don't send a proposal, uh, well, we, sorry, when we don't have that pricing conversation in person with our prospect, then what happens is we end up, you know, we'll have a great conversation with the, with a the client. They, uh, you know, you'll think that uh, they are excited about uh, what you have to offer and you'll get to the end of your meeting and they'll ask you so how much is going to cost and you'll say I'll send a proposal and this is just the way I used to do it years ago before uh, I, um, I started my journey of transformation and uh, I would then go away and I spent hours crafting the perfect proposal writing reams and reams about why they should choose us the benefits that we we're going to bring and then put my price in at the end and send it off and then hope and pray that uh, they come back to me with an acceptance and most of the time they didn't and I'd end up some you know following up and it was futile you know they would black my calls they would uh, not respond to my emails and it was unless of course the price was really cheap uh, which in some cases it was then I would get an acceptance but by and large when it was the clients that I really wanted to win with uh, the kind of fees that I really wanted to earn I got uh, I got crickets so why do we want to have the price conversation in person well this is the one reason that you lose control of that process when you just send it out by email or by 
post if you're still doing it that way. And just a side note here, if, if you think that you are, you know, if you think that you're not great at sales, having that pricing conversation, well, let me, let me say this to you. No matter how bad you think you are at sales, you are much better than a Word document, an Outlook email, or a PDF proposal, okay? You are much better than any of those things because you are the only one that can convey all the great value that you're gonna get across. You are the only one that can answer any questions or objections that that prospect might have into working with you before they take that final step, which is why it's really important to have that conversation in person with the prospect. And the other reason is because they wanna know the price. In anything that uh, we buy, we wanna know how much it's gonna cost. So we need to be ready. We need to be ready with a methodology, a structure, a process to be able to go through pricing with a client during a conversation with them, during a Zoom call or a meeting with them. So really, when you're having a new client conversation, there can only be one of two outcomes at the end of that meeting. So if they get to the point where you've got all the information you need and you are in a position where you can price, let's face it. If you don't give the price there and then, what's going to happen? You're going to go away. You're going to come up with you know finger in the air approach to come up with what the price is, right? And then go back to them on a proposal, which they're going to completely ignore. By the way, your proposal does not get read. Imagine when you get a quote for anything and someone sends you a proposal. What's the first thing you do? You go immediately to the page where the price is quoted. You look at that and you make an assessment and judgment based on that price. You ignore pretty much everything else that's in the proposal, don't you? And your prospects are exactly the same. They're not going to read the proposal, there's no point spending hours and hours and hours, I learned this hard way, of crafting that perfect proposal when it's not going to be read. The only thing that prospect is interested in is the price. They've already made judgments along the way in terms of their perception of value and how much they're prepared to pay. Uh, that proposal is not going to make an iota of difference sending it out without you being there to talk through what you are going to offer. So, don't say that like that. Have the pricing conversation. So what was it? I was saying, sorry, I was saying there should only be two outcomes at the end of that prospect meeting. The first outcome is that you, so you're able to, to give the price there and then, and I'll talk about in a second how, how we can do that. Or if you still need more information, and sometimes you do, sometimes there is still some further information to be had before you can come up with a price. Uh, you may need to uh, you know, ask for access into their zero perhaps, or you might need to ask for you know, information on, their, on the tax returns or other accounts or whatever it is that um, you need, that's fine. So what you wanna do at the end of that first meeting, the goal should be to book in a second meeting. If you haven't been able to price live in front of the prospect in that meeting, then the goal should be to book a second meeting, right? So there should only be two outcomes at the end of that meeting. And uh, if it's neither of those, then really that client isn't interested, you haven't done enough in that uh, prospect call to uh, portray the value that you are going to uh, deliver. And therefore, you know, they're probably going to, um, they're going to get off. If they say, I'll think about it, then um, chances are they're not interested. So a good way of tackling that uh, objection or that, um, let's face it, it, it's a guise for them trying to wriggle out of that conversation, uh, but without trying to hurt your feelings and saying um, that uh, they don't believe that uh, you've got the solution for them is to say, when they say, I'll think about it, say, when someone says, I'll think about it, it either means they're not sure or they're not interested. Which one is it? 
So you're giving them multiple choice answers and you keep going with it until you get to the root cause of the objection. Normally you do this after giving the prize. So they say, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not interested. That's fine, absolutely cool, no worries, you wish them well. And uh, you know that there's no point spending you know, your valuable time trying to follow up with the prospect who simply isn't interested because they haven't seen the value or they're not the right fit for, for whatever reason. If they say they're not sure, then you can lead with another multiple choice question to say, well, when someone says they're not sure, it either means that uh, uh, it's a question of, uh, of finance or they haven't quite seen the, the value in our solution. Which one is it? And then depending on what they uh, answer, if it's a question of finance, then you can talk about maybe, you know, spreading, you're probably spreading the fee anyway, but if it's to do with kind of spreading fee or is it the case of they haven't seen the value, again, you've got to reiterate the value. Take them back to the problem that they were looking to solve and what you can achieve and how you were going to benefit them. Now, you probably need to, to listen to my training on how to run a discovery call and actually uh, run a sales meeting so that you position yourself as the only solution for them. And it, it's a series of steps that you take them through, a series of questions that you ask to get to that point where you deliver value in that sales meeting so that they see you as the only solution to their problem. But anyway, we get sidetracked. <laughs> Forgive me, but obviously, hopefully this is all still valuable stuff for you. So uh, where were we? So uh, yeah, the outcome of the first end of the first meeting is to either deliver the price or book a second meeting. And then in the meantime, you can get the information that you need and then get back on another call. Again, don't just send the proposal out. You want to book a second meeting so you can have that second Zoom call or that second meeting to run through the price with them. So you're probably thinking, well, that's all well and good, but how am I supposed to come up with a price alive in the meeting? I don't really have a pricing structure or pricing methodology. I need to go away and think about it. Well, this is where you need to have a pricing structure. You need to be able to come up with uh, pricing live in the meeting. Now, we're fortunate now that we've got software to assist us in that process. There's pricing software like GoProposal, which we use as effective pricing. Practice Ignition is not quite there yet. I don't class it as a pricing tool as such because you can't actually come up with the pricing live based upon the scope and preferences of the client. You can just send a proposal through it. So I wouldn't term that as pricing software. It's more of a proposal software. So you've got GoProposal and you've got uh, uh, effective pricing. And the benefit of uh, these software is that uh, you can, you're basically involving the client in the process. So you involve, when you involve the customer in the process, you get a better result. And that's why software works because you're involving them in the process and you're allowing them to buy instead of just selling to them, instead of just giving them a figure. So you work through the scope and you work through the preferences with them. And if you've got your software set up in the right way, you're scoping out what's required. And then you can uh, uh, also play with the, the client's preferences because you know every different people value things differently. So you're able to uh, get to the bottom of what they each individually value through the questioning process that you go through. Uh, if you're part of my mentoring program, you can get access to the pricing structure that I have and the questions that I ask to come up with essentially bespoke pricing for every client in a way based upon their scope and preferences. Um, and so when you're able to do that, you get to a price and you've got everything in the basket and it comes up with a price. And if it's too expensive, that's fine 
and you can play with the client because they're in control. So they may have added things in and realize that actually they, uh, you know, it's not as outside of their budget and then they can take things out. The key here is to go high. So you want to get everything in that they could possibly want and then once they've taken ownership of it, then it's much harder for them to take it out. But, you know, they understand that, well, actually, we can, we can by using software, software works because you're actually getting to, uh, you know, you're allowing the, the customer to kind of take out what's not important to them. So they have to choose what's not important. It's just like, you know, when you go and buy a car, right? You're specking up your car online. You've added in all these, uh, all the things that you really, you really would like, you know, the sound system, the the extra, the, the better looking alloys, the, the leather Alcantara seats. Uh, but then it comes up the price and think, ah, actually, that's a bit more than I wanted to pay. Uh, I'm going to have to take something out here. So it's up to you to then decide what you want to take out, what uh, don't you value as much based upon the price that you see. And a similar thing happens when we use software with clients live in person. So hopefully I've given you enough of a flavor as to why you want to be pricing in person to, to maintain control of that process, to articulate all the great value that you have to deliver to answer any and address any objections or questions that the prospect may have, which simply a proposal sent by email cannot do. So uh, first and foremost, and that's why having a pricing structure is important. So the first step would be to actually have a pricing structure that you can go through live. It doesn't have to be on software. It could be, you know, a price list. It could be your three packages. It could be, uh, you know, anything that allows you or even even nothing at all. But even if you're doing it verbally, that is better than putting something in an email or a Word document sent out by post if you're still using that. But I... I hope not because you're a forward thinker down African accountant because you listen to this podcast. Anyway, hope you enjoy that uh, uh, that session. If you've got any ideas for other subjects you want me to cover, as always, drop me a message on LinkedIn. Let me know you're listening. Let me know any takeaway that you've had from it. And if you haven't already, I really appreciate if you could go to the podcast page where you listen to this. Uh, scroll down if you're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, hit the five star and write a review. That would be much appreciated. If you've got a question, put it in that section as well. So when you go to write a review, you can add your question in. I promise to read every one of them and uh, and answer those questions on the podcast uh, if and when I see them and, and you submit them. So uh, please uh, head on over and do that for me now and that would be much appreciated. Take care and uh, I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.